Super Friends with Eric Esquivel. Welcome back to Super Friends. I'm joined here today by my friend Richard, Richard A. Stuvenel. Yes, and uh, we're talking about Earth One, which is one of the best Superman origin stories of all time. Richard, this is your your favorite, right? The, yes, uh, J. Michael Straczynski's writing is absolutely phenomenal, and Shane Davis's uh, art is perfect for the book. So, a brief intro about you, Richard. Who are you? What's your deal? What's your job? How do I know you? Um, I'm an alien. Hold no. On one second. Hold on for one second. Um, I'm a special education teacher. I work with children with autism. I've been doing that for 18 years, give or take. Um, got varied degrees that mean absolutely nothing. And uh, loved comics my entire life. Uh, love, basically, that's it. And you're a big sure. Superman fan in particular, which, oh I, my God. which I enjoy. Oh, my God. So as a special ed teacher, I really like that you responded to this book. There's a passage in here in, in Act 1 where Clark is talking to Jonathan Kent's uh, grave, and he says, All my life I've been alone. I was alone as a kid because I didn't know how to pretend to fit in. No matter what I did, they could sense I was different. I didn't have a choice. But now I do. Um, yeah, he talks about, like, being Kryptonian, how he grew up as sort of a differently abled mm -hmm. kid. His senses are different. His perception of the world is different. And kids sort of treated him differently. And I, I would love if Clark Kent, in reality, took your class and was exposed to you and, and your morals <laughs> and values because you're a very upstanding citizen. You're, I'm proud to know you as a friend. Uh, Let's talk about your journey in the special ed education system. When um, did you start teaching? Uh, probably about 99. I, being of a different generation, mm -hmm. um, I had a wannabe actor phase okay. in the 80s, early 90s. And when I realized I couldn't live in a single room for long periods of time, sure, sure. Um, I decided I wanted to do something that made a difference. Mm -hmm. I had a bachelor's degree. And so I started subbing, fell into the autism thing. I have a knack for kids with autism. Why is that, do you think? Um, I think almost in part, like you're talking about the, the Clark Kent corollary to this. Mm -hmm. And like many of us who love comics and such, I feel like an outsider. Uh, even at my age now, I feel like an outsider. Sure. So I picked up on, in my very first time doing it, cause and effect type of things. Mm -hmm. So, for instance, if you get a car that rear-ends you, you get pushed forward, that's cause and effect. Um, and there was this child, and he had a, a, probably eight years old, who did not know how to use the toilet correctly. Okay. And I didn't want to deal with that. Sure, sure. And I realized that this wonderful kid, right after eating lunch, I had to deal with an issue. Mm -hmm. Well, I told it to the boss, and I said, what if I do this, this, and this, and this? So, having done this for the first time in a week's time, I got this kid toilet trained. Oh, okay. By understanding that you get your lunch after you take care of something. Now, that's very kind of crass to talk about, but that's also the world of special ed. You're dealing with things that other people aren't dealing with, and with autism, it's even more specific. Sure. But the when, when you mention that, that, that connection, it really is there because... When you, uh, if you hear stories about people who are got have gifts, savant type things with mm -hmm. autism, mm -hmm. you'll see that that outsider piece. You'll hear that outsider piece that's so huge, sure. and maybe with help they overcame it. Yeah, yeah. And like each of us, we've all overcome our little, you know, I feel like an outsider things. Yeah. 
And we say overcome, but that's maybe not even a really an accurate term, right? No, it's not. Because these abilities or these different perspectives can often be very useful. Like for me as a writer, I've put my sort of uh, my my issues have helped me make money as as a writer and right. working in comics. And like people with different who are differently able, they have like perspectives that can come into play later on in life and be amazing. You were talking about like Bill Gates being on the spectrum earlier. And- it, 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 it's it's like one of the I think. Probably more of an apple part of people that like to say that. Sure, but, sure. Um, but I like—I actually like how you said "differently abled," mm-hmm. because even though it's politically correct to say dis, uh, a person with autism versus he's autistic, he's a Down syndrome. He's a person who has Down syndrome. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's it's and yes, I know it's very politically correct. On this flip side, um, you—I'm wearing glasses. Mm-hmm. I've been wearing glasses since I was six and a half years old. Mm-hmm. I was called four eyes. Sure. My life I, isn't my disability. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, the, my glasses are a disability. It's been, it's been uh, fixed via t- technology. Mm-hmm. And when you, and again, like you were talking about like different abilities, um, the TV show, um, The Good Doctor, mm-hmm. is obviously very dramatized and, you know, all that stuff. But there is that piece there where they, sh- and they do it really well where, um, he, he can see something nobody else sees because he thinks differently. Yeah, which is great. And Superman would have that too. In his spin. Because, yeah, Because, yeah. you know, and, and that's one reason this book is so phenomenal. Mm-hmm. You, you know, to the listeners, you have to go out and get Earth One. There's three volumes. Um, because the way Straczynski comes at this, and we were discussing it earlier, mm-hmm. um, it's so human. Sure. It's, I'm, I'm going to totally geek out like in Star Trek to the Wrath of Khan. Yeah, yeah. Well, the Superman podcast, so being a geek, oh, I'm sorry. you're fine. I'm fine. Okay. No, no, you're okay. fine. Okay. You're among friends here. You can geek okay. out. D- just so you all know, I did wear my Superman high tops today. Um, <laughs> but, you know, when, when Spock is dead yeah. and Kirk is eulogizing him, yeah. and he's, you know, of all the people I've ever known, he was the most yeah, human. human. He almost cries mm. because through the eyes of Spock the alien, mm. We saw the, the we saw humanity mm-hmm. and how he dealt with it, and I think one of the things about comp, uh, this is genre. I want to say comic books are our grander genre so of superheroes of superheroes, and you know it, when it's done well, it's so phenomenally instructive. Mm-hmm. Um, there's could have you I, ever used Superman as as a teaching tool for your kids? So one of the things I like to do yeah. is, yes, I do. And That's I'll, so cool to me. Um, uh, I'll, I'll put comic book, you know, like if for a lady teacher, they will do their thing. A, a dear friend of mine named Stacy, she has, she's a Disney person. So okay. she has all Disney stuff. I have posters of superheroes on the wall. That's and awesome. Uh, you know, I'll, you know, I'll give a kid a t-shirt to wear, you know, and that's how I kind of identify them, mm-hmm. identify with them. And it's in, in, in it makes me happy sharing my enthusiasm for the genre mm. and for the characters. Um, Batman is, in, in my, my mind, complex has two archetypes, Superman and Batman. Sure. Superman's powered, Batman created and did something. Mm. And even though, and Batman can be very dark, Whereas Superman is always, well... Hmm. And I want to argue with you, too, because this book is great about being created and doing something. Mm-hmm. Like Superman, uh, in this story, forges his life in Metropolis. That's what it's all about. Right. And it's about a young man creating his identity. And you were talking about how, like, 
kids in your class have to sort of assimilate to normal expectations or to regular expectations and have to change their behavior. And that's sort of like becoming Clark Kent, right? That's creating your passable yes. uh, human identity, like like average identity. But then they have time alone when they're in their fortress of solitude and they are who they really are. And, and, and you know, that's very insightful mm-hmm. in, in that with kids with autism and to me... Anybody who has a challenge Mm -hmm. that significantly makes their life more difficult than, you know, this old fart sitting here with Superman attire all over the place, (laughs) um, they are heroes. Sure. We we see a lot on TV. They'll bring the person who has a physical challenge, whatever. There's this, in, in this genre that we all love, there's these heroic things that human beings do. I mean, 9 11, um, the the heroics of the people there and think and if you've looked at what the comic book industry tried to follow up with after that mm-hmm. and Marvel did it wonderfully. Mm-hmm. We average people, we that we can get out of the bed every day or whatever, we're we really are heroes a lot of time. These kids or other you know kids with special needs, real ch- big challenges, they're heroes too. And like what you were talking about, the the I might have a kid. Okay, I have. There's something called self, a self-stimulatory behavior. Okay, what's that? Um, I pick my nails. That's okay. an anxiety thing. Now, gotcha. I I almost do it subconsciously. Mm-hmm. It's a self-regulatory thing. I'll give everybody a really good example of what this means, and it's a it's a good bad example. Smoking. Okay. Smoking's repetitive behavior mm-hmm. is self-regulatory, and it calms them down. Even though we all know it's a stimulant and terribly addictive. Sure. Sure. So kids with autism and other kinds of disabilities. It could be just like tapping your knee. It could be tapping, right? but some of the things can be very aberrant, like sure. um, oh my gosh, squealing. Oh, okay. Um, at my first job, my last week there, I got a, a, a boy who had just begun to talk, mm-hmm. and if you didn't sing "Wheels on the Bus" to him, he would scream. Oh wow! Yeah, I, I, had, a, I had a full head of hair that week. <laughs> you've seen you, everyone else can't, but you've seen the outcome. That's so funny. But there's it's a way to focus. Right? It, it's it's ver, versus you and I can say, um, okay, say say you're you got you you have your uh, a t-shirt on and it's not sitting well. Sure. You and I know how to adjust it. Yeah, yeah. A kid with autism may not. We know how to say, "Mom, at five years old, mom, would you fix my shirt?" Sure. A kid with autism may not. So he wants to tell mom. Suddenly yeah. mom gets punched in the stomach. Sure, mom sure. reacted. Well, that boy just learned how to communicate to his mother. Yeah. Now for her, it, 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 she has no real clue. She maybe fixed something. Sure. But that punch might turn into a way of communicating for a lot of things. So with the self, the, this, like uh, tapping sure. the hand is something a kid does with autism. It's very self-regulatory. Uh, one of the things it's actually kind of fascinating well it's all fascinating and it's method of control and it's method of like focusing right so if, if a young Clark yes. Kent's powers were going crazy and he was hearing all these things and seeing all these things he might try to focus on what he can control right. which would be the self which they did really stuff. nicely in Man of Steel when he was a kid and he's yeah. the, the x-ray vision all that kind of stuff he's starting to wig out make it small Clark and yeah and and, and, and it's very the the um, our, the kids with aught can do sometimes uh, spectacular things. Mm-hmm. It's um, things, and what's interesting, a lot of times, other teachers don't think they can do it. Other pa- the parents may not think they can do it. The teacher may, and even their general ed friends might know they can do something. Sure. 
but because we we plant certain low expectations sometimes. Sure. Well, Johnny Johnny just said the Pledge of Allegiance for the first time. Mm-hmm. Well, Johnny doesn't talk. <laughs> That's because every day I'm saying, Johnny, let's do the Pledge of Allegiance. Now, I'm not, this is an example. I'm yeah, not yeah. harping on the Pledge of Allegiance. Yeah. But the point being is, I my expectation for Johnny is different than mom's. Sure, sure. And then, you know, so it's a... And people kind of rise to that, right? They Which can rise to it. And it's a lot of times... The thing about the, the the thing about Superman that is also very amazing is, unlike peop, most people and the kids with special needs, he is self motivated. Mm-hmm. He has such an ingrained morality to the character, mm-hmm. um, which I actually think when I and in, in my field a lot of times we're thinking about is it na- uh, nature, or is it the environments that shaping the person? Sure, sure. And like in this book, and you know, we were, we were talking at, at, at lunch about like the opening, very first page. Yeah. So much of that I saw as the nurture, but I think there was that nature. I think it's from him talking to his mother about leaving for Metropolis for right. the first time and trying to become the man that he knows the world needs. And, right. And his dad wants him to become a Superman. And Clark sort of doesn't have an idea yet what he should be. And right. He goes and he uh, tries out for the football team and the baseball team, and then he goes to a uh, science lab and helps them. He finishes this great equation about converting salt water and electricity. And right, right. So he has super intelligence in this book, which I enjoyed. And he sort of doesn't know where he's going to land yet, uh, but but he's looking to his mom for guidance in that. First and, and and she go and he goes to mom like you know, all these things will make us you. It was not talking about himself. Yeah. Yeah. It'll take care of you forever. And, you know, mom being Midwestern mom, you know, no, this is all I need. And she has that. It's this super high morality kind of thing. Mm. But and I I also liked uh, the the football piece, Mm -hmm. whereas in Man of Steel, which I thought was a a, a good movie. Mm -hmm. um, We had dad not wanting him to show anything. You know, they show him carrying like a 400 pound football player on his back, which would be, you know, he's exposing himself. He's not even thinking about those. No one's going to guess he's an alien being though, right? Because why would you ever imagine that's the case? But he still, he he so doesn't know what he is yet. Yeah, I like that. You know, and it's like, you know, but later on he knows he has to start playing the the secret identity thing and i've known i thought it was interesting because like i've known kids uh who were differently able to or who were in like special ed classes mm. who were like stronger than you would ever imagine they would be for being oh a my small God. person and that's very superman and also i've known kids who have a uh, very intense senses of what is right and wrong behavior for those around them which superman has too. this like i need to control my environment uh you do not touch that that is mine or, or mm-hmm. like like that uh it's almost an aggressive sense of i need to make the world make sense around me and it's very superman to me as well the, it's not and the kids aren't like they have like a super strength thing and, no of course not but you're right there what it is at least in my assessment is that the intent yeah okay so you know we had lunch across the street. I mean, if you really think about all the things we did, there's probably 400 things we did from the Thai place to here. Sure. With the kids with special needs, when they're focused on something, they're focused on one thing. Okay. And 
Mr. S. I go by Mr. I go by Mr. S. Therefore, I can wear a Superman T-shirt oh, and not be it. questioned. I love it. <laughs> you know, so it's like you know what because I'm Mr. S. Yeah, yeah. So, so I, was, I never get a. You're wearing it for, for the kids. Not I'm wearing it for you're the kids. A fan. No, yeah, and yeah. then the wife says that. Why are you wearing it to church? But, <laughs> um, but the kids will say, Mr. S. I want well, Johnny. You can't have that. Mm-hmm. And you know, and maybe the kid might aggress and punch me. It's like where the heck did that come from? He's not thinking about. Like I'm thinking about testing him and testing this and doing this and doing all these things as adults that we have to multitask. Sure. This guy's focused on somehow giving me a karate punch to the solar plexus that really worked. Yeah, yeah. and he's in the moment, right? He's, it is pure. It's, it, there's no distraction. It's and a lot of it's the way um, the, the processing. Of, several years ago, there was a movie, a TV movie, about a woman called Temple Grandin. Okay, she's out of the University of Colorado. And she, um, I've seen her speak twice. She's fascinating. She has autism, very high, fu- she, uh, a savant. And, and savant means like so high function. The savant usually is somebody who has a genius level skill. Mm-hmm. Typically with this, pop- the, the population would be targeted to one thing. Sure. For instance, you could have a person who's brilliant in mathematics, but couldn't cook using a recipe for the life of them. I understand. So, um, what she is famous for is, and you being vegan, me being vegetarian, um, she created slaughterhouses mm-hmm. that. Oh, I've heard of her. That they were used to be square and all these, like these right angles. And, yeah. and long story short, she realized because she would crawl with the cows, mm-hmm. realized that there were seen shadows that was spooking her, spooking them. So she created these circular, I want to say conical type of shoots mm-hmm. so the animals would walk through the dip that killed the bugs all this stuff before and she's fascinating to watch because she created more humane less archaic yes. methods of slaughtering animals but, because but she, she loved animals but she figured out how to do it yeah because of the ought yeah because she could you know who would get on there and hang around perspective with the, the, right and yeah. then process it and where the di- in, in a fascinating disconnect is where she's describing this to him, and the cow goes down there. They come up, and they come up, and then their throat is slit, and they're not fearful. I'm like, okay, you just said their throat was slit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She almost like sounds like she's in love with the animal. She is. That's why she's doing it, right? Because she knows that it's going to happen either way, and this is the more right. humane way. But me being an animal lover is going, Ugh, and you know, yeah. it, it was, it was. It's she's fascinating to watch and talk, and she'll she'll say. Don't make any noise because mm-hmm. it'll throw me off. She's memorized things, and this is a very autism thing. And she'll say, um, I tell jokes. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they're funny. Sure. I know that when I tell the joke, you're going to laugh. Yeah, yeah. So she'll tell the joke. It's logical memory. But she stuff, doesn't yeah. understand why it's funny. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of that whole piece, you know, uh, with uh, people with disabilities or autism specifically, where there's this intense focus, and like you're you're using this corollary to Superman. Mm-hmm. Well, you know the reason I fell in love with Superman as a kid, mm-hmm. uh, being a wee bit older, um, I fell in love with the human in Superman. Sure. The but the, and this story has it all over. And what it is, is, you know, he realizes he has to do this Mm -hmm. because he has this extraordinary ability. And not only is he raised this way, he is wired to help. That's interesting. Yeah, I'm wired to help. Sure, sure. I like, like, you know, 
uh, people ask me something and I feel like saying, I feel like giving them like a, a foam bat and say, just hit me when you want me to stop. <laughs> because I understand so much about what I do that I, I want to help. Okay. Um, but Superman is hardwired to help. Okay. But what does he really want? Mm-hmm. He wants to date and marry the hot Lois Lane. Okay. He wants to be a reporter. He sure. doesn't really want to be out there doing all these things. But it's, it feels like it's a responsibility? It's a responsibility. I, I think I think it's a hard wiring along with we see the the, the nurture from the mm-hmm. Kents. Sure. If you look at all the ways, the different ways they, uh, you know, show his parents. Mm-hmm. Uh, was it Laura? And Jor-El. Yeah, yeah. The Kryptonians. Yeah. They're these brilliant and silent people, and we're going to save our son to keep our species going because mm-hmm. he's our son, mm-hmm. and blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. They're caring. Sure. They're hardwired to save their son. Even if they're, they're not building a, a ship for themselves. They're building it's it for, for their, their son. And I also thought, well, could you maybe have thought about doing that for... Yeah. You know, there's always an excuse, right? There's not the, enough resources. Yes, the, yeah. yeah, we're yeah, we're, we're we're blowing up, but we can't figure out where to get this stuff. But mm-hmm. it's that I th- there's that nature nurture thing for all of us, mm-hmm. and even and in, in the field of special. But needs. you feel that Clark is hardwired as well. You said I think he's hardwired. So it's a combination of the two. I think it's the nature and nurture. I think it, it, you know, like we have these Elseworlds world stories. If he was raised in, you know, I, I haven't read it, but like you know, raised in in Russia or Russia Gotham or whatever, right, yeah. right, and the parents were bad or whatever. You know, there's um, we, we a segue. We all know and met racist people sure. who are truly. You're like, oh my god, wow, you really are racist. You have to keep it inside because you might get beat up. Sure, sure. But then you meet those people from the very same family, and they're not racist. Oh, you sense like a difference? You think like it's, I, it's like you know that's hardwired. that's the nature nurture thing. Here's the nature. Some some people, you know, uh, my wife grew up in the South. Okay, and not there's certain sectors where racial prejudice da- is dampened down, but it's still there. Sure, sure. Then there's these other people who, from the very same families, are not. They're the total opposite. I mean, how do you get a liberal Democrat coming out of a family who, you know, has Reagan tattooed on dad's forearm? Sure. You sure. know, and what, why do you think that is? Because you're a, like a student of this stuff of like the infinite complexity of humanity and how we all come out differently. And... Yes, that is. I am. I am a student of that. Um, <laughs> well, you're very into the science of this stuff and then like the the neuroscience aspect. And... I, I think what. I'm the only person in my family who went to college. Okay. Or I should say finished college. But, you know, I I went, I, I was watching Star Trek mm-hmm. and I wanted to be Spock, like sure. so many others. Sure, sure. I knew I had to go to school. Mm-hmm. I was on my own at 17. I barely got into college. I was not the greatest student. But Why do you think that school is the path to Spock? That's interesting to me. Um, because it was an actor initially, right? You wanted to get into acting? Yes. And that was later because I wanted to be, I was, Nimoy is amazing. Sure, sure. Because and the thing that people who love Star Trek get, mm. and maybe they're not aware of, it was on for three years. Mm. We saw these shows over and over again, and they became a bigger family of shows. Mm-hmm. Mentally, you're going, you know, oh, you know, to your fellow nerd, you know, this episode, it wasn't 79 episodes. It was more like there was 300 of them because we had this family that emerged. For me, being... Are you talking about like fan fiction stuff or like fan stories? Did I do it? No, you're talking about more. Like I'm talking like just like back then where um, if... Back then, Star Trek 
and my sister-in-law mm-hmm. were my people that said, you have to go to school if you want to be something larger than your family. Okay. I didn't, my dad was very blue collar. Mom was very blue collar, all that kind of stuff and wonderful people. But I didn't want to be a plumber, even sure, though the sure. plumber probably makes more than a teacher. But I, I don't have that, you know. To, it wasn't your drive. That yeah. was not my drive. Yeah, yeah. And I'm going to get there by going to school and discovering things. I think when people expand on their education is where you start to see that divergence between. I mean, I've met people who are liberal families and they turn out conservative. Sure, sure. You know, they they when people get exposed to other people mm-hmm. and realize that other people are, oh, my God, people. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's you. You start to those things that you might have gotten from your culture, the nate, the 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 lack of nurture when you're younger. You start to shift sure. into that other thing, and that's where I think with like the the character of Clark. I th- I haven't read the Elseworlds where he was in Russian stuff, but I think there's part of him that's so hardwired to be good yeah. that I would have a hard time buying a story where he was just evil. Left to his because he was put, you know, he was left in Bosnia. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I, I don't buy that he wouldn't be that person who was somehow. He would seek out. He would seek out. He would realize education. this is wrong. I did this wrong. Sure, sure. And now I got this. So I think we have a great. They they created this character that had both these pieces. We we think about the nurture more at the Kents because mm-hmm. of what they they did. But um, since she has such a wonderful reading voice, mm-hmm. if you go to the page where Mom talks about the mask. Oh, yeah, let's find that here. You want to um, search for that with me? Yeah. I like that you're talking about being exposed to other cultures and stuff. That, that's what comics were for me. Like, I didn't have the ability to travel, really, as a kid. Right, neither did I. could I. read different comics and be exposed to ideas through that, and that was always fun. Even in the story, they talk about like things like uh, illegal immigration, the fact that Superman's an undocumented immigrant is in this story. and I, I tagged that page, too. I love that. There's stories that I, I wouldn't have, uh, or, or ideas that I wouldn't have been exposed to if I hadn't I read I found Superman. the page. Do you want to read it? Yeah, sure. Give it to me. So you're talking about the uh, the mask aspect, right? This is, this is such a beautiful passage. Uh, yes. Yeah, he says, uh, wouldn't it be easier if I had a mask or something? Yes, it would, but you can't ever wear a mask. Why not? When people see what you can do, when they see how powerful you are, they're going to be terrified. A mask would only add to that. They'll need to see your face so they can see that there's no evil in it, to see the gentleness and the decency in you, and know they have nothing to fear. The mask the mask is what you'll have to wear for the rest of the time. And then he puts his head down and he realizes that his regular identity, his Clark Kent identity, right. has to become the mask. And that's it's absolutely fascinating. And, and, and with Batman, too, that's a similar... well. Is Batman Batman or is Batman Bruce Wayne? Yeah, and, and you mentioned earlier that the gal who was giving that speech, that like TED Talk types uh, thing, mm-hmm. where she um, told jokes and she didn't know why they were funny. People just laughed. That's part of the mask that people kind of wear to uh, float through regular society. And, and she tells you, yeah. her name's Temple Grandin, and she like literally will say, for instance, the, first, the two times I saw her in person, they were at luncheons. Mm-hmm. She said, "Please don't clink the silverware. It will throw me off. I'll have to go back, like rewind a tape." Mm-hmm. And play it forward. Sure. And I saw her twice, and she does, ex- and she'll say, "I've memorized this." Boom, boom. Then I saw a video of it. It's exactly the same, and she is very forthright. Um, the people with special needs often can be the most honest people 
in the world. Sure, sure. Um, there's nothing better than having a kid. <laughs> You're old and fat. Well, well <laughs> thank you. Because there's no filter there, right? Yeah, there's no filter. And I'm really Santa Claus and you're screwed. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, but it's... I was God's spy and now it, you're going you, to hell. You yeah. made a mistake. Yeah. But in a way that's, it's also, in, you know, it's a beautifully insightful because sure. it, it's cutting through all these things. It's honest and, and it would be immoral for them to lie. So they're being moral. No, no. Right? It's, it's Oh, no. It's not that altruistic. It's, it's again, it's a hard wiring thing. Sure, sure. A lot of... Well, it wouldn't make sense to lie then, right? Like, why would I tell you something that wasn't right. true? Yeah. What, what, what is the point of it? It's not logical. Yeah, yeah. Again, to the Vulcan thing. The, the wife uh, was talking about a client she had the other day. And so she and uh, this was a male, a mm. male, I want to say 19 year old male. Okay. Um, on the spectrum, spectrum means autism, et cetera. Mm. And she and the person who worked with him directly, my wife is obviously a woman, and this person works directly as a woman. Mm. And this person was very annoyed that day. Um, and, uh, oh my. And so I think maybe this person learned a new word. Okay. And the person was annoyed and says to the parent, I don't want to deal with all these narcissistic women here. Oh, funny. And I said, well, honey, were you being narcissistic? No. But he was trying to communicate, I don't want to deal with you. But he pulled out something and maybe he does know what narcissism is. Sure, sure. But it sounds like an adult thing. It's an adult thing. And he was trying to say, leave me alone. Mm-hmm. Um but but you know like again with with the the mask I, I, you're so right about we all wear a mask too sure sure I mean I I have the leisure of being at work perhaps with an S on mm-hmm. and if I wear a Batman T shirt why why I love everything but you know it's mostly this mm-hmm. there I mean I, there there are, there are probably jobs out there that you and I both would be qualified for but we could not possibly imagine mm-hmm. because we couldn't wear the costume. The mask of being a, I could never be a Wall Street trader. Sure, sure. Well, you, and you've told me that you're, you're a guy who has ADHD, right? I, uh, it was undiagnosed. Back then, we didn't have letters. <laughs> before we, letters. Four letters. It did, hieroglyphics. Uh, back then, you were called uh, Eagle Sun Eye Unk. Y- there you that go. That was for ADHD. But back then, it was sort of like, you know, luckily, I, 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 I in retrospect, mm-hmm. I look at things, and yeah, I have a mild ADHD. And there are ways that you had to adapt. And we the way that a Clark would have to, right? Like, yeah, and unknowing. Sure, sure. Clark didn't realize some of the things, you know, maybe that was going on. Again, they hit it a little bit in the movie, mm-hmm. but it's like you know, I I think back. For instance, if I'm in a group of people, mm-hmm. I don't pick my nails. Sure, sure. I I I fidget with my hands. Yeah, yeah. And it, it replaced it because I have the ability to go, it's socially unacceptable to be going, you know, it's, uh, yeah, yeah. in front of people. Um, don't put a camera on me when I'm driving in L.A. traffic. Those <laughs> of us who live in the Los Angeles area understand the stress I'm talking about. Is there something that Clark or Superman would do from your perspective that, that like, do you have a fresh insight on that character of being uh, who you are that you think would be in addition to the Superman mythos? Like, I, I would have loved that if he spent like a year in special ed in, in Smallville, um, when his powers first manifested and no one knew what was going on. That's and an interesting story. I, I think like the idea that him having to deal with kids um, who were different would make him feel among them. He would feel like he belonged for the first time. And, and other kids, like, they got really angry and were breaking things. I think him not being able to address that violently and, and knowing they're coming from a different place would really inform the character later on when he's dealing with supervillains and, and like, like, maybe just misunderstood kids. You as a published writer and I as a wannabe writer, um, if you're right, you're a writer, man. Who cares? You're, you're a writer. You're, 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 you're correct. Yeah. Um, 
which one of us is going to jump on this story faster and pitch it. But no. <laughs> Let's co-write it. Because right now I can tell you a way of doing it. Sure, sure. Yeah, but let's do it. Tell me. I want to tell it to this orange thing. Um, we have editors who listen to this from okay. D.C. Let's well, the the way you could do this mm-hmm. is called mainstreaming. Okay, what's that? Ma- and uh, Mainstreaming is when um, my, my kids are in a classroom by themselves okay. with, with myself and support staff. And I might have Johnny, I'll use Johnny again, and he can go to math because he has math skills. Okay. Um, this is a simplified version. Now he's in a regular math class. There's also something called reverse mainstreaming, which is usually for social skills. Okay. So you might say, for instance, oh God, this would be so cool. What a young Luther be taught social skills, maybe? <laughs> a young Luther. Because he'd be great at math, yes. mainstreaming, but then he might have to go Yeah, but then he'd be, trying to, he'd be trying to poison the, the, the lizard <laughs> in the science experiment. Yeah, 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 it's yeah. just like, but no, the um, reverse mainstreaming would be like a social piece. So it might be, say, Clark. Mm-hmm. And Lex, if it's, you know, that that version of the universe, Mm -hmm. they could be in the classroom, maybe say, for instance, P.E. They're there. They are there facilitating, helping these kids who have special needs Mm -hmm. to be part of the P.E. class. Or maybe it's part of a music class or part of these classes that don't have intense academics. Sure, sure. So So they're assisting a kid from special ed. They're modeling. Oh, oh, my God, that'd be funny. I understand. Clark could be. Listen, DC editors. <laughs> Clark could be modeling proper stuff, and then Lex is being the like, like a bad example. Bad example. The wiener. That's yeah, not yeah. the word I want to use. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's being the bad example behind the back of the teacher. Trying to like assemble a little legion of doom. <laughs> right. 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 Um, but, That'd be wonderful. But that would be a way, and the thing would be fascinating about all that was like in, in again in Straczynski's book, um, they have the flash. We, we were talking about, so I can say stuff. Okay flashback to when he was young mm-hmm. and he's being bullied yeah yeah like i i was bullied i'm sure you were bullied cuz we had we you know we had like the big n on our forehead nerd. <laughs> and the the bullies pick on him and he's crying mm-hmm. and much like in the movie yeah yeah because he knows he can't do what he can do yeah 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 he can't fight back and he can't tip his, confidence his hand is sort of wonky and... now his but well and he can't fight back because i think it, it's more of the the Jonathan Kent uh, yeah. from the movie he'll, it's like tip- you, you can't tip your hand yeah, yeah yeah so versus I wish I would could have kicked some butt I didn't know <laughs> how to fight blind as a bat uh, this is you know for me believe it or not folks glasses were expensive in the 60s <laughs> Not 1860s. Sure, glasses, sure. you know, so like, you know, don't break your glasses. Mm-hmm. And no one ever taught me how to fight. Sure, so sure. I, just, I mean, I mean, literally in this, the graphic novel idea that I've, you've read. Yeah, yeah. There's a bullying scene. That was me. Do you want to talk about your story that you're writing? Or you want I, to hold off for that? I, I think it comes up but right now. Sure, sure. Keep going. Okay. Um, we, 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 right now, the, the this idea of Clark thing is more prevalent in my head because sure. it would be absolutely fascinating to do something like that, like a, a story like that, because I would see Clark being um, intuitively hardwired would know, like I do, yeah, yeah. how to work with a kid with autism. Well, this is great. Needs. So let's all this talk about bullying makes me want to go take someone's lunch money. So let's take a quick break. I'm going to go mug some eighth grader and we'll be right back. All right, and we're back. I was just kidding, by the way. Don't be a bully. Bullies are terrible. Well, I'm, I am an eighth grader still, so <laughs> don't be picking on me. We went for a break, and Richard grabbed me, and he kept, he's like, we've got to keep talking about this. I, I'm happy that you're, uh, you're responding to these Superman ideas and that you have a million ideas about this, this well, well, alternate universe where Clark and Lex are. Well, the, the, I mean, all of us who love these characters, yeah. 
you know, we've all had like ideas for things, but you know, again, uh, 1938, yeah. is that correct? Yep. Okay, yep. so he's been around 77 years, mm-hmm. ballpark. Around there. What story hasn't been done? This so one. when the idea pops up, um, I can really see the Clark character intuiting how to help these kids. And they're in, in, in uh, the schools, the, the people that have the least problem with p- kids with special needs mm-hmm. are kids. Oh, is that is that correct? It's it's you know if they just adapt to it. If you're in elementary school and there's a, a you know a, a challenged population, mm-hmm. which is what I deal with, the kids one one the general ed kids know around Mr. S you just don't do certain things. Good. There's a consequence. Yeah, yeah, because you'll protect. I I will you know and that's great. I will, man. They're going to the office or I'll talk to their parents and I'll say I have no problem showing at your home and talk to mom and dad. No, sure, they don't sure. want that. Yeah, yeah. But it, it, that's rare. It's usually the teachers. As much as I love my general ed peers, mm-hmm. the acceptance level, regardless of legislation, mom and dad out there who might, you know, say that they have to do something, mm-hmm. the special ed field is horse to water. What does that mean? Um, we have state laws, federal laws that mandate certain things, which I can't get into. Okay. It would be too complicated. Sure, sure. You can mandate all you want, but if you have Johnny, well, let's say, let's say Becky, sure, sure. a girl, Becky in Mr. Johnson's math class, and she's good at math, doesn't mean Mr. Johnson's going to make the extra effort. Oh, I understand. To work with that kid. To adapt, to and, accommodate and, a kid with special needs. And it's not, it's not a racism-esque thing, meaning people who are... It's not like bigoted. Right. It's not yeah. a bigoted thing. It's almost more of a professional racism. What does that mean? Mr. Johnson is a math teacher. He's sure. teaching algebra too. Sure. And yeah, I have behavior problems and blah, 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 we all do, but I'm teaching algebra too. I'm not a special ed teacher. Oh, I understand. So it's not my job. It's not my job. Yeah, yeah. Whereas, whereas like Superman believes that the ideal America where all citizens take care of each other and we're all like looking out for the little guy, looking out for the little guy and that's well, not happening in schools necessarily. Um, in, I'm going to mention the graphic novel that you are helping me with. Sure. Sure. Richard's writing his own superhero, which is an amazing idea. Do you want to tell him the title? I think it's very clever. Um, the name of the story is special Eddie. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like a Shazam type. thing. It, it's a boy with autism. Who's a paranormal superhero. That's he awesome. also has, uh, he also has, um, um, oh, uh, uh, narcolepsy. Yeah, you actually fall asleep saying it. You're like, yeah, he, he has. Yeah, he'll fall. Narcolepsy. Narcolepsy. He'll. he'll, he'll uh, I'm trying to act it out. He'll, he'll pass <laughs> out and he becomes Special Eddie, who takes on bullies and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that came out of my experiences loving comics. I love paranormal things and I love comic books. Sure, sure. And but you know, kind of like much to those, um, that kind of character. I'm losing my train of thought now. So we're back on Special Ed, Superman. Uh, where are we at? So you're inspired by your own experiences and, and, and in a school environment, having yes. a superhero in a school environment. It, it, the 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 regular the typical kids mm-hmm. um, of, of my dear friend Stacy would say neurotypical. That's sure. being extremely politically correct. Yeah, yeah I've but heard typical that. kids. Yeah. Usually don't have the issues. Again, it's usually the adults. Um, I really so, like that the kids are just like, oh, okay, well, I'll just roll with whatever's going on. If they're exposed to, I mean, if you drive, if a kid goes to a school and there's a class, Mr. Stuvenel has a class in high school mm-hmm. of 20 kids with severe autism mm-hmm. and they've never seen it before, they're going to give you that whole, oh my God, what's that? Okay. And then Mr. S goes, 
would you like to talk to me about it? I can, I can explain to you about the nature of this disability and how you could help. Sure, sure. And then it's that easy? And, the, the, well, one, they learn right away that there's a teacher there who's not going to tolerate unkindness. Sure, sure. And the other part is I always approach it with, do you want me to explain it to you? That's great. Because one of the things that I, I, I've been a lifelong learner, and um, one of the things that frustrated me as a child mm-hmm. with my family mm-hmm. um, my dad, my brother, you know, they are not people. How do you how do you do the breaks? Shut up. Just <laughs> hand me the wrench. It's like they don't they didn't they weren't teachers. Sure, sure. God love you, Dad. You know, you're you know, you're sure. taking care of everything up there in heaven. But that's funny. It's it's there there's there's some people have a willingness and a desire to share. So if a kid comes in and doesn't understand what a disability is, mm-hmm. and sometimes they'll come in and particularly in the younger years, they'll go, why is he so weird? Mm-hmm. And I'm going, okay, look, can I explain it to you? And they'll, and I'll, you know, through my little spiel, oh, that makes sense. Sure, sure. And I'll even say to him, well, it's not he, like a choice that they're the, engaging the, in. Yeah, yeah. No, and, and, you know, again, as we get more mature and sophisticated, mm-hmm. then we start making the obnoxious choices. Sure, sure. You know, we, we, we've learned how not to be, how to be kind and be unkind. If, you know, so I, again, if, if somebody had never come across a person with special needs, in this 2017 mm-hmm. in education, I can't see how. Sure, sure. If it was in high school and stuff and you're being unkind, okay, I'm going to explain it to you after that. That was your chance. Okay. You know, I'm going to be, I'm going to talk to the principal. Mm-hmm. But again, usually the kids don't have a problem. Mm-hmm. If you, kids are, are uh, even ch- kids who necessarily aren't in special ed mm-hmm. and might have some issues. Mm-hmm. They're still sponges. They still want to learn the good thing. The good general ed teachers, and I know a lot of them, mm-hmm. they know how to tap dance around and get them to be interested in learning. And they realize that because that Johnny does have official ADHD, mm-hmm. that there's issues. And they, those teachers, the ones who realize those kids are sponges, and you are there to give, you know, help them. Is that why you responded to this particular version of Superman? Because I know you love the Earth One Superman kind of the most out of all the different versions. And it, it's because he's a, he's a learner, he's a seeker. He goes out and he's trying these different jobs, and he's he's back to having super intelligence again and, and yes. being the guy who like it, it's not. We need to make room for Batman to do stuff. So Clark's a dummy. Like he's back to being this like hyper-educated student of the world and of the cosmos. And you're into that version of Superman. I'm into that, and it's also I'm a fan of um, JMS's work. Yeah. For what, um, what else do you like of JMS? Oh uh, well, Babylon Five, sure. and, there, and there's you know he's he uh, before the New Fifty Two. Um, sorry, DC. Yeah. Uh, didn't like the new Fifty Two. Like, but you like grounded, right? The Superman story where he was walking. I loved the country. it, and I'm, like, I'm thinking fun. it's so it, you know it. You clearly couldn't make a movie about it, but if you had a TV series with Superman, you could do an episode. Not about everything, it. you know what? Not everything Screw should those translate. Things. Comics are amazing. Why? Why you don't need a TV series? We have the comics, and they're great. You know that's true. At the same time, I uh, you know um, Star Trek is one of those things that kind of. As we know, went into all these different media. Yeah, yeah. And a lot, I think a, probably a lot of the the fan stuff probably developed around Star Trek because people start writing their own like stories. Like fan culture, fan, yeah. It, fan well, fiction. Fan, yeah, and it's like because you want to see more of it. Sure. So I love the Gold Key comics where the Enterprise had giant flames shooting out the back of it. Yeah, the, that, those that, are the best. <laughs> it makes what well, again, again the talk about Asperger's your heads exploding all over the place. Like these are off model. But this Gorn it, has a cigarette. Do What's that. happening? It doesn't do that. That's amazing. Like okay, the, 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 the way that if you are, for instance a Trek fan sure, and sure. you have family that 
like to laugh at you. Yeah. Yes, that would be me. You like Star Trek? Yes, I hate that Star <laughs> it's, Trek. It's, it's Star it's, Trek. They're, they're on the starship Star Trek. Yeah. yeah. No, it's, it's a, it, like my father to the day he died. I mean, you're Star still Trek. watching Star Trek? Star Trek. Dad, a track is what a train goes on. A trek is a journey. It says space journey. And just to get my, but you know what? Part of that did drive me mm-hmm. to become who I am today. Sure. Because I, I, you know, again, I was not a great college student. I got through below that B average area. It was enough to get me into a master's program when I got into education and I was much better student then. But it drove me to say, if I want to be something more than I am, mm-hmm. I've got to get an education and I've got to get exposed. Um, so that's cool that this is your Superman then, because that's what he does too. I want to touch, because you keep sure, trying yes. to skip over it, but you have a master's in special education. Yes. And then you're also like way into actual parapsychology and like the supernatural. Yes. And like that's so interesting to me. Like you're a Ghostbuster, basically. I have actually been on Ghostbuster teams. That's, uh, However, we do like a 50 more podcasts about your life. It's amazing. I will give you a name of some of you, and if you can do a Skypey thing. Yeah. Lo- yeah. Uh, Lloyd Arabach. Okay. Um, and he's not that much older than I am. However, my first book on parapsychology was his first book. Okay. And he probably was mid-20s when he wrote it. And so later on, fast forward to the future with the internet, I took an online class with him. Okay, cool. And I, I've been fascinated by it. Um, you know, it, it's fascinating when you consider how cause and effect can affect us so greatly it could be a big thing like my best friend danny died when i was uh i think 11 12 greatly affected me mm-hmm. i mean and profoundly affected me and didn't realize it until years later sure, sure. how it really affected me it's ingrained in your dna now yeah um because the way things happened I, I'm, I'm a baby of six so there's such a span. I was almost like an only child. Sure, sure. So when my friend died, and this is, you know, uh, and this is, it, it, it's fascinating because it, it also reflects in stories, but what it came down to is I couldn't go to his funeral because I was devastated. Mm-hmm. My mom sent me over to give food to the family. That's what you do at a wake. Mm-hmm. I said this to a therapist. Yes, I've been in therapy. Um, the therapist said, what? I said, my mom sent me over to give food. What? I said, my mom sent me over with like a casserole mm-hmm. to give to his mother. Mm-hmm. Why do you keep on asking me? He said, it is not normal for a mother to send her son over to his friend's house who has died yeah, yeah. by himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't do that. Yeah. And honestly, in my mind, that whole day, I saw these dominoes falling because I sought to do things on my own. Oh, gotcha. I didn't want help because I didn't trust help. Gotcha. Because it wasn't there as a kid. Mm-hmm. It was it was a, a, a one of those big revelations of what formed me. Every Superman fan that I know who's a hardcore Superman fan has a story like that where like there should have been someone protecting them that they weren't there, and that if Superman was there, he would have saved the day. I believe it. And it's the ultra fantasy of like, oh, what if what if someone was there when I needed them? What if this guy was there when I needed him? And like. It's that's so interesting to me that you have that too because we never talked about that before. Yeah, well, it, it, and it's not like it, to me. I, it's I, it's an informative story. Yeah, and talking about it helps. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I have a story on the back burner about what happened. Mm-hmm. 
and it would be therapy for him. But I, I agree with you because, like, as a kid, I remember, um, again, my ne- my next person up is five years older than me. Mm-hmm. And, and here I am. I will be 58 this month. Okay. I don't look it, right? No, no, no. You're hey, a Superman shirt. You, yeah. have a, you have a beanie on with a little propeller, and you have yes, a giant sucker yes, you're looking. Yes. You're maybe five years old. And I have fake buck teeth on right <laughs> yeah, now, too, yeah. just to give a full picture. Overalls. Yeah. Oshkosh, yeah. Gosh, yeah. overalls. Yeah, it's, it's well, the, the matching underoos. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's just dogs. common in, at Meltdown. Yeah. We all wear matching we, we, Well, yeah, so yeah, we call each other. But um, uh, the the in my man loft... Okay. Where my wife Your man loft is solitude. My man loft is solitude where my wife wants me to hide all my toys. Okay. Which which I could not have as a kid. Yep, yep, yep. yep. I they didn't make this stuff. Another common superman thing. I know my wife's not gonna listen to it. I recently so cool. Recently <laughs> got the Shakespeare bank that was Adam oh, West. Oh yeah, dude. Yes, in the that opens up the bat, the the door to the bat pole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a huge. Bank. Oh, that's so rad. Yeah. Is I, it hooked up to anything? No, but I'm thinking about trying to modify it so it makes you know, you know, the, the toilet flush. No, like you push a button and it's like to the bat cave. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, it's so rad. But so cool. Yeah. Anyway, um, two three years ago, I got the the action figures they're not dolls dad it's not star trek it's not a doll but yeah. it's like the 12 inch christopher reeve superman yeah robin and batman adam west and burt ward sure, sure. and i when i put it on facebook and i i, I put my, my heading was protecting me since 1966 i love that i love that because i remember having like little action figures and i think it was later after this death like I'd have things point. Oh my God, you're so so funny. Therapy time. Yeah. I had like robot toys pointed towards the door to my bedroom. Yeah, to protect me. That's how the stuff works. Yeah, and it's and it's and, it, it, and now you've assumed you've become that archetype. You wear an S in your chest. You protect kids who need oh, protection. Yeah. That's interesting. You protect them from bullies. You help them feel like they're not alone in the world. You are a Superman in this city, and I'm very very proud to know you. Well, thank you. It's very kind, and you too. And I. I, I Eric will be starting with his psychology program in the fall of 2018. Richard, thanks for coming out, man. I really appreciate this. This has been awesome. We should do, we should do ten more episodes. This has been great. Well, the, this the parapsychology thing. Yeah. In all seriousness, I mean, Lloyd is a phenomenal guy, and he would he would happily he lives in, he lives in San Francisco. Cool, cool. But the thing is, I've often thought, you know, I've urged him to pitch for Comic Con mm-hmm. to do a panel. Yeah, yeah. On the real pieces, because there is that. A lot of superhero stuff is parasy- is is paranormal, and the, the story that you're creating combines all these psychology aspects and yes. special education, and your interest in the the paranormal, real actual science of the paranormal and parapsychology. It's all these things together in one fabulous package, and I can't wait for the world to see it. Special Eddie, that I agree. That's going to be great. Well, thank you very much. Do you have a social media presence or like a website yet? I have a. I just have Facebook at this point. Do you want to tell people your Facebook? Um, it's what is, well, just my name, Richard Stuvenel. Well, let's put it this way: if you look for Richard Stuvenel, can you spell it for us? S T O U V as in Victor E N E L mm-hmm. Richard. Um, anybody with my last name is directly related to me in this country. That's cool. The name is very rare, so and it's spent. either my father, who's Richard E, and had passed, mm-hmm. or me. Richard gotcha, A. Gotcha. And special ideas coming soon, so I'll be sure to shout that out when that happens. I, from your mouth to God's ears. <laughs> well, thanks, Richard. This has been great, man. This is fun. Thank you so much. Thanks. And thanks again to Meltdown. Uh, thanks for having us. Meltdown is at 7522 uh, Sunset Boulevard, and it's the greatest comic book store in the world. Yes, it is. Ooh, super friends with Eric Esquivel.